This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Again, you're listening to the November 3rd, 2017 edition of the Fantasy Football Mailbag, a road of his podcast brought to you my bu- by my bookie and dedicated to answering all of your fantasy football questions. I'm your host, Jeremy Hart at Fantasy Gumshoe, and joining me today on the show is a contributor here at The Viz as well as at Football Diehards, and he also hosts Run to Daylight, the podcast that he started up as of late. Welcome to the show, my man Todd Burrows. You can find him on the tweets at Todd from PA. It is great to have you on the mailbag bag show todd i must say you must be the only person i know that can not only get away with the from pa on the twitter handle but can also get away with having todd with one t uh one d as well well it's kind of my calling card at this point um when i did the fantasy feast you shouldn't go to barnes and noble and buy ten thousand books just so you can build a book fortress and yell out i am your book leader You shouldn't buy 147 copies of War and Peace, stuff them inside turkeys, and serve them at Thanksgiving as Terbukens. And you definitely shouldn't buy up all the copies of Dork Diaries, causing the neighborhood kids to stage a protest in your front yard. But you could. Because at the Barnes & Noble Book Hall, you can get over a 1,000 titles for 50% off. Stock up at your local Barnes & Noble. Terbukens are fictitious and should not be cooked at home. With Ross Tucker and Evan, you know, Ross dug into me pretty good on that so it's now kind of become my calling card so you you know what they say there's no bad publicity there is no bad publicity i must say pretty solid work on the on the name drop there right off the bat too i mean if there's any way to have a successful name drop it's with ross and evan i gotta say you're well on your way my man well yeah guilty Guilty as charged. And we're going to be guilty as charged. Hey, 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 look, when I got into the industry three years ago, and that's when I started my podcast by ever, you know, I I was going to let that one go. But since you busted my chop on the name drop, (laughs) I've been doing this damn pod for three years. Um, When I got into the industry, and this is no joke, I had two dreams. One was to do the Fantasy Feast and the other was to write for Rotoviz. And they both happened within about a week and a half of each other. That really is a beautiful thing. And both of those feats, I must say, is it, it's quite an accomplishment. And I know you're a part of the Rotoviz team. And I, I, for one, listened to that show. And it was strict, straight dynamite here. And we're all about busting chops on this show uh, because basically that's what we do to add value around here. Certainly not bring top-notch analysis or anything like that. No, um, I, but- I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm more about the humor than the analysis. 
<laughs> you've come to the right place. And we're going to make sure we answer all the questions for the week, uh, whether it's dynasty trades, player outlooks, redraft takes, DFS hits, you name it. Uh, Todd, before we do dive right in, though, you compiled a pretty cool piece, I must say, each week outlining some of the impact players rostered from a best ball league perspective here. What can you tell us uh, based on your latest iteration? Well, it, it, it actually came up as an idea that Dave Cabin uh, or Caban had, and he sends me the numbers each week. And basically what it's looking to do is give you another perspective on best ball. Him and Sean Siegel both felt like something wasn't being captured by total points. And so what the, the leaderboard does is it segments uh, and gives you points based on your finish each week. And... It's really a good thing because it gets to show you consistency as well as the top end. And then recently, because the other metric we were using had too many columns, we switched to the percentage uh, that each player is on winning MFL teams. So between our leaderboard points and that metric of you know what percentage of winning teams the player's on, it gives you a real good look at where the value of that player is well said and from an evergreen content perspective right how are you necessarily using this data that you're compiling this year in order to optimize performance going forward well it's again to look at trends right and to understand better um a lot of people and this is one thing that it's kind of i won't call it a pet peeve but it was a, a functioning thing that I was working at this year that's worked out very well for me so far is a lot of people focus on lineup construction where I'm all about drafting the right players. And not that lineup construction isn't important. Uh, and one of the main uh, takeaways that I had from an almost successful year in 2016, I came up with four basic points that I thought I can improve on. One of which was I decided I was going to use the Rotoviz Best Ball app for every pick and looking at the value. So I guess to answer your question in a very long and uh, drawn out way is by understanding value better through what I'm doing here, I think it will make my selections that I choose next year better. Yeah, you mentioned using the Best Ball app. I also use the Best Ball app. That's something that anybody that does these Best Ball leagues, if they're not using the Best Ball app, to really hone out the value and take a look at what they should be doing. I, you mentioned taking the, the the best players possible. You know, I also come from it uh, from that angle. I mean, I'd be remiss, and we're all lying to ourselves if we don't say that we kind of have our guys that we gravitate to. Now, clearly, we're all going to still uh, maintain a lot of process in mind. So uh, structural drafting, I know you kind of touched on, um, you know, not necessarily wanting to put lineup construction at the forefront, but you can, you know, have a sense of how you want to go about drafting your team and then still kind of choose, you know, do you like player A or player B in this range? And, and more often than not, if you're not diversifying, you generally do kind of gravitate to somebody. But those best ball apps simply help you kind of maintain composure, make sure you're not overreaching, underreaching, so on and so forth. And we'd also be remiss 
not to remind you that you can get a 30% discount to use said Best Ball app among all the other apps that we have on the site. All you have to do is click on rotavis.com and click on podcast. Boom, that's going to take you right to a 30% discount there. So go ahead and take advantage of that as uh, anybody else who uh, takes advantage of all the content here uh, really does uh, do so at a 30% discount. And if you do like the show, rate us on iTunes. It means a lot. Um, so, Todd, going back to what you were talking about here uh, with respect to best balls, give us a couple guys that didn't necessarily make your list um, on this week's iteration, but you think could either make the list going forward or you think are going to be moving the needle as well. Well, I think it's more a matter of moving up the list because it literally is every player. Um uh, you know, so I would say that the, the, the players that I think really could move up out of the trades is all of the Seattle players. I think that Dwayne Brown trade out of all the trades that have been talked about hasn't been mentioned enough. You know, the thing they haven't been able to run the ball at all. And Wilson hasn't been able to get protected, especially since George Fant went down in preseason at left tackle. And I don't think you can stress enough how much of an upgrade getting, you know, an all-pro tackle or at least a Pro Bowl tackle, even at 32 years of age, will do for that whole offense. Yeah, I think – boy – you're, you're making a very compelling case here for the article, the name of this article, Todd, that goes on the website to actually encompass Dwayne Brown here because you're, you're right. It's going to make just in a massive amount of impact. If I can find an image for Dwayne Brown here, we're just going to make this the Dwayne Brown episode here. So, I mean, I know we have a question later on, but I think we're just going to riff for a second here. So, I sure. mean, you know, I'm just a truther from for CJ Pro size. So, I, if this dude can get healthy, are we are we finally going to get some CJ Procise action this year at all I think I think it's tough to to expect that because with all the injuries he's had if they get him back I think it behooves them to uh use him in 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 an amount that would make it hard to trust him in fantasy but what I will say is the guy that I read this week that they're kind of Instead of splitting the work between Rawls and Lacey, they're looking to give Eddie Lacey work this week. So I picked up Eddie Lacey in SFB7 and one or two of my other leagues uh, where I was thin at running back. And I was thin at running back in almost all my leagues because I did a lot of zero RB this year. So I'm hoping to catch lightning in a bottle with Eddie Lacy. He really hasn't been that bad. There just hasn't been holes for him to run in. So maybe with Dwayne Brown there, he can actually be effective if they just turn the ball over to him. You know, you're trying to catch lightning in a bottle with Eddie Lacy for about five Five seconds today, Todd. I thought I was smooth sailing, just smooth criminal picking up Colin Kaepernick off of a report that Colin Kaepernick was going to be working out uh, with Houston Texans, only to find out it was a bullshit report that uh, was erroneous from the get-go, a, a joke. And I, I guess I'll just leave it at that. So, I think that joke was me making it on, on, on our Slack chat. <laughs> I mentioned that, you know, the way that Bob McNair could make up for his ignorant comments would be to sign Kaepernick. And uh, everyone kind of agreed. But uh, I don't know if that's what you saw. I did pick up Kaepernick in SFB because I had an open spot. 
you know, you, you got to take dart throws in mm-hmm. with these waiver wire picks. If you want to be good at fantasy, and, and I know we're going to get into the mailbag, but one of my secrets that I've done very well with is I take shots on high upside guys with that last spot on my team, the guy who you're never going to start anyway. And every once in a while, you you, you, you get lightning in a bottle. Yeah, 100% agree with you there. And uh, there was actually an erroneous report that came out today, Todd. It was from a reporter. We won't go ahead and mention his name because clearly he doesn't take his job that too uh, all too seriously. Uh, but he, he did mention that uh, Colin Kaepernick, uh, McNair approved or signed off on uh, Colin Kaepernick working with the team. Uh, so, of course, our buddies over at Rotor World reported it because why wouldn't they? Because somebody stated it matter of factually, only he retracted it and said, Ha! Too bad. Apparently, you guys uh, took my took my joke. Anyway, um, not funny. Not funny, guy. Not funny at all. But not we'll go cool. ahead. Not cool at all. Hopefully, the questions for the week are cooler than that dude. So, moving on here, uh, the first question we have, Todd, is for Dynasty. Um, the lucky winner this week, I have both Calvin Benjamin and Jordan Matthews on my Dino team. Naturally, I'm getting low ball offers on both wide receivers with the same tagline, such as one is going to take away from the other. Then, why are you trading for him? So, which one is to keep? Well, you know. <laughs> I'm a bit of, you know, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I'm a bit of a trading whiz. And my philosophy is that I'm kind of like Switzerland. I don't fall in love with any player, or if I do, you'll really have to overpay for him. But the goal of any trade is to get back more than you give up. So I don't know that the question is which one is better to trade. It's which one will you get a better offer for. And I'm not too high on either one of them. So if you get a good offer for both, I would trade both. Just kind of sell them as a package, huh? No, just, well, if that's one way to look at it. But I'm always looking to bring back more value to my team than I give up. And my philosophy is if I make enough trades where I give you a quarter and get 30 cents, eventually if I can make 10 trades, I've got 50 cents, and then I can go out and buy some, you know, pretty much anyone I want. So the goal for me in trading, and I I don't think people look at it, especially in Dynasty, the way I look at it is I'm always trying to make a deal that I win because I'll figure out my starting lineups and, you know, everything else. But the goal through most of the offseason, through the first half of the regular season is to get as much value as I can because then I can apply that value on some big ticket items. Todd, I'm not too ashamed to admit maybe I should be. Since it's the mailbag and we don't take ourselves too seriously, I didn't I didn't get the Switzerland reference. So is that like a value discussion that Switzerland is good at well, turning Swi- value? Switzerland is always neutral in every war. <laughs> so, okay. you know, like in other words, I don't care if you like Benjamin or Matthews more, the goal is to trade either one of them for more than they're worth. That's that was the bigger point. Got it. Okay, you won't find Switzerland taking a stand. <laughs> right. Correct. In other words, they don't care who you know if Benjamin or Matthews is better or who's better to trade. The goal is to you know neither one of them are top assets in fantasy right now. So if you can trade them and bring back more value, I would get rid of both of them. 
Very good. All right, here we go. Next question, redraft. I scooped Curtis Samuel in a 16-team uh, redraft league, and, and I'm wondering if he's startable now. It's going to be interesting. He's not startable, I don't think, this week because I, I think Russell Shepard is there. And Samuel hasn't done that much with the opportunity that he's had. I really feel like besides making Devin Funches more valuable, this all the more makes Christian McCaffrey really valuable. His floor has been outstanding. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't start Samuel this week unless I really needed to, you know, because this is the week where you've got six buys. So if you need to start him, go ahead. But I'm going to look at that game very carefully this week to look for trends to see what to do in the future. Yeah, I'm with you there 100%. I think, you know, you, I, you, it's promising. You like to see the whatever 60, 65% snaps that Curtis Samuel was getting. Now you, you have to think just inherently everybody is going to bump up by about 10 to 15% there, at least for Samuel and, and Shepard. And I'm wishfully thinking that my, my offseason hot take that uh, we were going to see a changing of the guard in Carolina. Maybe that comes to fruition now. Maybe they do start to bring uh, Shepard, you know, he, he's the vertical guy and Samuel comes in to run some of those some of the you know intermediate routes um you know i i don't know why they send them out there just to send them deep it just doesn't really make much sense so definitely with you there going to going to be watching every single snap from that game here uh todd what has been your biggest 2017 tilt thus far oh that's a good question and the answer is kind of weird because my biggest tilt was also my biggest day of the year um i came in 10th place in the play action, the $3 DraftKings tournament. And I forget, I forget if it was week two or week three. And it was a $3,000 hit. So why is that my biggest um, tilt? Well, Oh, no. I know I, where you're going. I had Chris Thompson at a half a percent owned that week. And he had like 22 points in the first half. And right before halftime, he was wide open over the middle about 15 yards down the field, if he just caught the ball and fell down, it would have been worth three points, which would have got me 15 grand. And if he took it for, you know, I ended up missing winning by six points. So I was mm. six points from 100 grand. So I just keep replaying that drop in my head. And I know everyone has drops and stuff like that, but when you're watching the game and you see a guy drop the ball and he had a chance to take that ball to the house and you and you miss out on a hundred grand by six points. So my best day was also my biggest tilt. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, I that that's not a fun situation to be in. It, if for for whatever it might be worth, Todd, it, it would only be a little bit worse if he caught the ball. You see the winnings go up, and then he fumbles the ball, and then and then you go right back to where you were. That might be a step worse. It, no, it, it is. But but you know, I'm a I'm a weird guy. I, I mean, anyone <laughs> who knows me knows that you know I'm funny. I don't take myself too serious, but I'm a little odd. And you know, it just is so me to tilt over my best day. 
Well, we all, that's just inherent in nature, right? We want to know what coulda, woulda, shoulda. Well, this next question is a coulda, woulda, shoulda because it's DFS, and the question is a little dated here, unfortunately, because it's about the top QBs in DFS being priced way up, and it seems like a week where you have to bite the bullet and pay up for one. So the question is, do I have to go all the way up to Watson? Well, unfortunately, no. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> but you also don't want to go all the way down to Tom Savage here. So now that Watson's out of play, at least for, for DK, uh looks like this is the question here which which way are you going here at qb well you know and and one of the interesting things about a mailbag is that your answers are only going to be as good as the question and i don't mean to impugn the person who wrote this but it, it, i don't know if he's talking about cash or gpp because mm-hmm. eli manning at 4600 for cash if sterling shepherd is back is not a terrible play so I do think you have some options in the lower end for cash. Um, for tournament, uh, you never have to pay up and you never have to play someone who is uh, highly owned in a tournament uh, at quarterback. Yeah, and ownership at quarterback is always going to be well spread out. So at least from cash, once I get into roster construction here, I don't think I'll I'll be going higher than Russell and and Eli. You know, I'll, I'll be looking at it. I mean, I'm also kind of inclined to maybe even just roll out Brissett for five point two here. Uh, it, That's it's just another so, good one. Yeah, it's so difficult for a quarterback at the lower range to not hit value from a cash game perspective. Especially like Brissett, if he's got legs and mm-hmm. if they get you, you know, forty yards rushing. And, you know, 150 yards passing with no touchdowns, you would, you know, you at least have a decent floor. You know, what's 150? It's, uh, seven, you know, seven and a half points and then you get four for rushing. You're at 11. Yep, yep, indeed. Uh, the next one, swinging back to Dynasty, Todd. I'm a Jay Ajayi owner, and I'm torn in Dynasty. I know his running back schedule looks like cake for the rest of the year, and I'm a contender. I'm likely, likely thinking too far into this already, but trying to, to use this to get a 2018 running back. What well, are your thoughts on uh, moving Jay Ajayi, even though you're a contender, but knowing the running back class is going to be deep next year? So, let, well, first of all, let's unpack. I think we could do all the listeners a favor by really unpacking this Jay Ajayi situation. The, the first thing is, why was he moved? He wasn't moved because he was ineffective. He was moved because they thought he was a problem. And he'd been giving them problems. Uh, so, and so now we move over to the Eagles. Why did they pick him up? Well, they picked him up because he was cheap and because, you know, they haven't been able to find people sometimes go to the wrong assumption. And I think that's what's going on here. I think people are assuming that Doug Peterson wants to have three backs. Where I more look at it like they, they've been running three backs because they don't have one that they really like. If you look at Kansas City, where Peterson came from and Andy Reid, they've always ridden one back pretty hard. So I think Ajayi is going to get a chance behind a much better offensive line to get some opportunities. So again, I don't know this person who asked the question, how good his team is? Is he in contention? Is he not? But over the next two weeks, we're going to learn a lot about what the Eagles' intentions for Jay Ajayi is, and he could end up being really valuable the rest of this year. Yeah, I like what you said there, because I'm actually right there with you, Todd, in that 
you know, a lot of smart people are making some very smart, logical decisions based on what we know thus far in Philadelphia is that they have not had a running back over, uh, what is it, maybe 60% of the snaps since sometime in the early part of 2016. But like you, I think, well, they haven't had a lot of motivation to give it to one guy. And I think they just got the motivation they were looking for. Um, so I, I'm with you that I think this is going to be a really good situation for Jay Ajayi and I don't think you want to sleep on the potential because the range of outcomes is that he is the workhorse running back in Philadelphia and and Blunt comes in to maybe vulture some some short yardage here and there. One other thing on that that I think is important is back to my point on trading and trying to get maximum value out of every trade. I mean Ajayi's value is suppressed right now. So if you go and try and move him for a pick next year, you're not going to get a very good one. Where if you're just patient, and one of the hardest things to do in fantasy football, it, in you know, in dynasty and season long, is to be patient. Is give it a week or two because his value can't get much lower. But if he comes out and crushes it, his value could go through the roof. There it is. All right, Todd. What is your favorite memory, fantasy or non-fantasy? Well. It would definitely have something to do with a female, but I won't go there. Um, where I will go is my third year in fantasy back in the glory days of 2001, 2002. Um, I used to be the moderator of a website called Ant Sports, and it, they had mock drafts, and it was a really good community back in the day. And I took all the best players I could find from that community, and we made a league. And I got to the championship, and this is the days before, like, computers, you could really, they, the scores didn't get updated very fast. It was, it, you know, it, some leagues still used newspaper the next day with paper and pen. So I'm, I'm watching this game where I had one guy, and it was a Raider game, and the other team had, like, three guys. Long story short, I ended up winning the championship by a tenth of a point. That's my favorite fantasy memory. That sounds glorious right there. A best of the best among among dinosaur fantasy there. You can't beat that. Uh, next one we have, Todd, is redraft PPR. Start three from Devin Funches, Emmanuel Sanders, Ted Ginn Jr., Joe Mixon, and Doug Martin. This is a uh, pretty, pretty difficult one here. What do you got? Well, I would start Sanders, except I don't think he's going to play. So let's take him out. Funches is a no-brainer. Uh, Doug Martin's a no-brainer. In fact, I'm going to be playing a good bit of Doug Martin this week in DFS. The, the way to beat the Saints is on the ground. Doug Martin, he's one of those guys I always get wrong, but he's a guy who has two touchdown upside in his arsenal, and the way to beat the Saints is through the ground. So I'm pretty big on Doug Martin this week. And then I would go with Ted Ginn over Joe Mixon, the you know the, the the Bengals just have a horrible matchup and and Mixon just hasn't been good. Uh, I I don't think you're wrong if you start Mixon, but I think that um, as bad as Tampa is at defending the pass, Ted Ginn it could could have a really big game. So I don't think you're wrong for starting Mixon. But I'm, you know, I know this is probably not the, 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 the take everyone thought I would answer this with, but I would go Funchess, Ginn, and Doug Martin. 
Next one, Todd, uh, another redraft here. We've got Carlos Hyde or the aforementioned Jay Ajayi and Mohamed Sanu. You know, that, uh, back to my, if you don't win a trade, why make it? This is too close to call. And without knowing the rest of this person's team, it's a toss-up. So I'm going to punt this one. I, I, I don't know who to take here. Yeah, this is tough. I would say, I mean, you're stepping up the ladder to get from Ajayi to Hyde. And in theory, yes, Sinhu, I mean, very underrated this year. And uh, I would say he closes the gap here. And I think there is potential in the range of outcomes for Ajayi to get to the Carlos Hyde level. Um, and, and, and more so because of the offense he's in. So, I mean, it gunned to my head. If I have to make uh, a stance, I'll, I'll, I'll take Ajayi and Sanu. And, and gun, gun to my head, I'd go the other way simply because I know what I have in Hyde and I don't know what I have in Ajayi. There you go. Well, hopefully you're in a league that allows you, uh, or maybe you're in many leagues that you're able to diversify, and maybe you have some shares of both Hyde and Ajay, so we don't confuse you any further. But most importantly, if you're also looking for additional ways to diversify your leagues, you got to hit up our favorite app, Draft. If you love fantasy football, you have to try it out. Here's how it works. Do a draft. It lasts just one week or even one night, depending on the contest, and there's no roster management. Simply set your lineup and forget. It. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you because, well, you're not going to draft them there. Uh, there's literally a draft starting up every 30 seconds right now. And by the time I'm done actually talking about this, there's going to be another draft forming with another league forming right now. And the best part is you can play for straight cash, homie. The drafts uh, can be going off for just $1. You can even do a head-to-head for a grand if you want, if you're one of the high rollers. So, again, there's no salary cap. Real life snake drafts just like you do in your in your leagues with your buddies and coworkers here. So head over to, the, uh, head over to draft and... And uh, you can also go to playdraft.com over the browser, whether you like the app or the web browser here. For a limited time only, you're going to get a free entry into draft when you make your first deposit. But you got to use our promo code RVRADIO. That's right, real money uh, for free. Just use the uh, promo code RVRADIO. And, again, just search draft in the app store or go to playdraft.com with our promo code RVRADIO. Radio. All right, Todd, here we go. Player outlook. I'm trying to get a better understanding of when opportunity-based fantasy prospects probably outweigh uh, overall talent and when to target that talent and when not to target it. For instance, um, or I'm sorry, I get the opportunity as king, and how do you gauge whether or not a situation is sticky year over year? For instance, I drafted a lot of Jamison Crowder and Willie Sneed this offseason, but I'm trying to figure out if, in hindsight, that was sound process. I love that question. I really do. You know, the the gentleman who asked that, and I guess uh, the person who asked that, I think that's a a great question, and it's something that you you always want to check your process but the the first thing that you have to do if you do a lot of drafting, and I did 149 MFL 10 best balls this year, and I had 23 Jamison Crowder and 10 Willie Sneed. I was buying Crowder because I thought out of all the Redskins, he had the best ADP. He had played really good for two years. Um, they had lost to, you know, Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garcon. Um, I don't think that was bad process. I mean, just sometimes players, he, he, he was injured in preseason 
and he hasn't played good since he got back. But I don't think that changes your process. Willie Sneed, none of us could have predicted that he was going to get you know, a drug suspension. That's just not a, a part of a process that you can plan for. Now, I personally didn't like his ADP versus some other guys who were available. And even the 10 that I took, a few of them were begrudging because I just kept hearing about how, you know, how he was a no doubt smash guy and I didn't want to miss out completely. Uh, but again, Back to what we talked about in the beginning of this episode, your goal has always got to be, for the most part, to stand on your gut and to draft the best players every time you draft using that draft app based on who's available and, you know, a few other factors. Very good insight there, Todd. Now, the next one, of course, you know, we send a show sheet. We said we, you know, because you have to prepare these shows. You know, it's just the right thing to do. That's, uh, to your point, it's the right process, right? But so we compiled the Fuck Mary Kill for this week, the new wave quarterback. And unfortunately, one of them already killed himself. Well, at least from a fantasy perspective. So we've got Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, and Dak Prescott. Now, because Deshaun Watson has now been lost for the year of the torn ACL, here is the question can you still kill a guy that's already down <laughs> well I, I i think the question is if you're a deshaun watson owner if you want to kill yourself at this point <laughs> <laughs> i think that's the i think that's the tougher thing um i'm going to answer the question as if he didn't get hurt there you go and i would say that i would marry russell wilson uh, fuck Dak Prescott and kill Deshaun Watson. And that ain't easy because I like all of them. But my reasoning is that as good as Watson has looked, a lot of times this league finds a way to figure out what your weakness is and exploit it. I know what I'm getting with Wilson and Prescott. I'm still not a hundred percent sure with Watson. Um, and that, and I told you, Jeremy, that I made a trade uh, about two weeks ago where part of the deal was I gave up Watson and got back Russell Wilson. So, um, it's risky because he's looking like the, you know, like a phenom, but, uh, I just have more trust in the other two right now. Yeah, and and by the way, you that's the correct answer. There, there's no, you know how they say there's no right or wrong answer with these some, you know, theoretical or semantics types question. Well, there was a right answer here, and the right answer was to marry Russell because he is doing it with less around him and he always seems to do this with less around him and granted he started a little bit uh late like seattle is wont to do here but you know i don't get me wrong i like tyler lockett i like paul richardson as much as the rest of the guys do and in doug baldwin but i mean that doesn't stack up to, to deandre hopkins and wolf will fuller i mean that doesn't stack up to having ezekiel elliott and des bryant right so russell wilson just always seems to get it done just just here's a semantic and we say this all the time but pick him up and throw him into a high octane offense and see what he, we'll see what can happen with Russell Wilson. The, the guy would just be the greatest of all time. Well, so and, and, and he is my number one owned best ball quarterback. Boom! There it is. All right, so we're marrying Russell here, and uh, well, 
Uh, rest in peace, Watson. Hopefully you come back healthy next year. Redraft. Hey, guys, I'm back again. Uh, here we with the obligatory, uh, obligatory CJ ProSize question. I know we touched on this at the early part of the show here. You know, my, my thought is I'm still hanging on because to another one of your earlier points is you're, you're looking for lightning in a bottle. And it's, it's not like, you know, CJ ProSize is the guy that it doesn't matter what size league you're in he's not going to be on the waiver wire somebody is going to be looking at him to be that home run threat and even if he does not become the home run threat he he is worth it especially now post uh Dwayne Brown here just to kind of hang on to your roster and, and see how that goes anything else you want to add to that Todd well CJ Procise is like that one night stand you had that blew your mind and you never could see her again Right? She disappeared from the face of the earth. I mean, we got to see him with that, you know, 70 yard run last year or whatever it was. And he was just on his way to just a monster week when he got hurt last year. And, you know, you're, you're just, you're not, you're just going to have really good feelings about him because he rocked your world. Um, you know, and again, all these questions come down to who else do you have on your roster? Who's available on your waiver wire? What's the rules of your league? But I don't think there's anything wrong with holding out hope for ProSize. Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, a show title is born. CJ ProSize, the one night stand, has, has also the one, just... the one that got away. The one that got away. That's it. That's it. The one that got away. And and, and whatever your thoughts were on CJ Procise coming into this year, and this is why season long is so fun. I mean, it gives us the opportunity to not only kind of check what we think or, or or solidify or validate what we think, but it also you know kind of humbles us and where we think we we get something right and maybe something goes awry. And that's why we also like to dabble a little bit in DFS, and that's why we also dabble a little bit in sports betting as well, because it allows you to start with the new fresh slate every single week every single slate every single game so head over to my bookie and you really want to want to check out their new website they have an awesome app uh very slick very smooth gooey interface there and of course you're going to find all the player props the uh, player props the sporting lines the bets um up-to-date uh lines so on and so forth so you know just get over there if you head over there right now you're going to get a 50 percent bonus on your deposit which is pretty unheard of these days so go ahead and check that out over at mybookie.ag and if you use our ro- uh, promo code roto mailbag to activate the offer um, again that's how you're going to get that 50 percent uh, off of your uh, deposit as well uh, you play you win you get paid that's the motto over at mybookie and i like to think so too so head on over to mybookie.ag hey sports fans football season's here and it's time to get in on the action with mybookie MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. 
All right, Todd, moving on here, redraft. They get the uh, <laughs> they get the golden arches. I got the golden arcs. He got Darren McFadden. I got Alfred Morris. Who wins? Well, for now, Alfred Morris. Um, he's been announced as the starter. He also fits. I always felt that he fit that offensive line better because the one thing about Alfred Morris is he gets what's blocked. Um, he doesn't have the big play upside that McFadden has. But I'll tell you, a real sneaky guy that I picked up in a, a couple leagues is Rod Smith. They announced him as the passing down back. And if Morris and McFadden don't play well, Smith might get a chance to have a three-down roll. Yeah, I don't know what put Darren McFadden in the doghouse. I really don't. I, I kind of, you know, one can surmise, right? But I almost wonder if because of how that offensive line has somewhat backslidden from where they were last year, to your point, Todd, Alfred Morris kind of gets what blocked, what he, what's blocked. But, you know, I think he also has a little bit more of an innate ability to kind of get what isn't blocked, where Darren McFadden really does need a crease and a crevice in, in order to get through there, right? So I think based on some of their uh, woes and challenges that they didn't see last year, I think Alfred Morris, Morris is just a little bit able to kind of get a little bit more dirty, if, if that makes sense, in the trenches. Yeah, McFadden um, looked slow during the preseason. I don't know if that was it, but good call, good call. Yeah, he, he might he might have lost the luster there. Uh, Todd, what is your best or worst food hot take? Well, uh, I'm too fat, <laughs> so I need to. to, to <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do with this question what I need to do more of in real life, which is push the food away and go on to the next question. Fair, fair enough. I, I will say this, though, because it's hot off the press for the first time ever tonight on Thursday night. Uh, they're, they're getting free pub here, Todd. But I just had a, a Thursday night special at Bona Beef here in the Chicagoland area, $5 10-inch pizza, 5 bucks for a 10-inch pizza, sausage pepperoni. You'd never th- think at Bona Beef, obviously they're known for their Italian beef, really, really good beef in the Chicagoland area. But not only do they have good beef. Damn it, they have good pizza, too. So you talked about being too fat. Well, I'm in the same boat right now here, and I'm eating pizza from Bona Beef. Not cool, but if you're in the Chicagoland area, stop over to Bona Beef for a $5 pizza. There we go. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Team Outlook. The Detroit Lions started out the season with an open passing tack and seemed to dial it back for a while, only to open it back up the past couple of weeks here, Todd. So which Detroit Lions are we going to see moving forward and which wide receiver will wide receiver wide receiver will benefit the most? Well, they've been playing from behind, right? So game stri- script has dictated what we're what we're seeing. Um I I expect them to try and slow the pace down. And in general, I, I just don't love any of the Lions. I mean, Golden Tate's okay. TJ Jones has played okay. Uh, Marvin Jones really has been disappointing since he got to Detroit. Ebron is a total bust. Um, I guess, you know, if, if, if the CJ process on that team is Kenny Galladay. I think if he can come back and be healthy, he could bring a, a dimension to that offense that the, that they're missing right now. Yeah, I'm with you there 100%. Uh, it has been interesting to see how involved Marvin Jones has been. But to your point about game script, I don't know if it's sticky or not or if what we're seeing is just, you know, based on them taping a little bit more hobbled than playing from behind. So, yeah, I think it's still pretty pretty muddy there. Uh, redraft, it looks like a dream spot for Adrian Peterson this week, and I have to think the workload will be there, but 
will it be worth it given their quarterback now sucks? Yeah, again, I mean, he had the one big game, right? Everyone felt good about it. Then he, he didn't have a good game. And now you're asking him to run behind a bad O-line with a bad quarterback. I, I mean, you know, he's Adrian Peterson, right? Like, at any moment, you think, still feel like he can run into the, the phone booth and, and come out and be Superman. But, um, if you have better options, I would look into them. Todd, movie, movie within a movie time. Take movie one's cast of characters, pick them up, move them into a completely different movie's plot. What is the new movie and how does it play out? Well, I think you need to take the, 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 the cast of Rocky one. And move them into the, the, the Clueless movie with Alicia Silverstone, uh, with, with Sylvester Stallone as, um, Alicia Silverstone, Polly as the father, and, uh, you know, Adrian as the nice guy who, uh, who ends up with the girl. But I just would love to see Sylvester Stallone trying to set up other people and, um, uh, you could also take the Clueless cast and put them into a Rocky movie and watch Paul Rudd get his ass kicked. <laughs> you, that's, that, that reminds me. That's a really good one. You could also take Rocky and put him into uh, – what's that movie? Hitch with Will, Will Smith and uh, Kevin James. You could put Sylvester Stallone in any movie and turn it into a Rocky movie. This is – yeah, this is true, couldn't you? Any – any, yeah, it would work any any which way you went. Abs- yeah. Absolutely. I think uh, Claire should uh, date uh, this one. <laughs> All right. Well, here's <laughs> – I don't know where to go with that one, so I'm just going to move on. If, if you want to be rocky for the I literally rest, am clueless. <laughs> if you want to be rocky for the rest of the episode, I'm not going to keep you from doing so. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> pre-draft i want to cut me (laughs) i want to target mike evans for a late season push he hasn't made it over 100 yards but is still somehow a top five wide receiver winston can only get healthier from here on out right would chris thompson and jarvis landry get it done so okay i guess he's trying to get evans and maybe has an offer out there sending thompson and landry what do you think i would take a chance and uh I like the Evans side of that better. I don't know that it would get it done. And uh, although with Jameis Winston having a shoulder problem that seems to be getting worse, better than uh, rather, uh, you know, rather it doesn't seem to be getting better. It seemed to get worse last year. There's still a chance that Ryan Fitzpatrick ends up being Evans uh, wide receiver the rest of the year. So while, you know, if he'll take Thompson and Landry, I don't know. Do you like Landry? I mean, he's one of those guys that I just I look down on, but he's so steady. No, I, I don't think I'd make that trade at this point. Hey yo. No, I don't like Landry. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like Landry. I don't. I yeah. He, there, there are some reasons why 
you can say he's a good fantasy aspect because he he catches the ball um no i mean he's he's an extension of a run game and i think now you have to like him a little bit more because now he's just going to be force fed a little bit more so i think you know landry and a ppr i i think you just gotta it it doesn't matter what bias i have to landry at this point you just gotta ride him out there but i still like evans more and i still think this is a a good buy low opportunity leveraging winston's uh bunk shoulder right now because truthfully i don't think there's much drop off for mike evans from from winston to fitzpatrick the way fitzmagic likes to chuck the ball around so definite good opportunity to go for mike evans here uh todd if you can go anywhere past or present or future where would you go i'd like to go back to the beginning of this episode and answer the questions better no, no. <laughs> no, I, I, I think most of us would like to go back to our childhood and get a second chance. Um, you know, with, with the knowledge that you have now, I, I, I find myself, I'm 55. I just turned 55. And, you know, you, 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 you wish, even though my life's turned out great and I really have no complaints, you, you, I think about going back and just doing better than I did the first time. Yeah, and it's like the Seeley touched on this a few weeks back, right? It's the sports almanac episode, right? It's you want to go back and and hit and be the catalyst where you where you miss the chance to be the catalyst the first time, whether it's Bitcoin or or that 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 one hot chick that you never thought you could date and maybe you had a chance to date but you just didn't know any better or whatever the case may be, you know, it, it could be me last year going back knocking myself over the head and not drafting so much Tory Smith. It could be me this year maybe diversifying away from Quincy Anunwa this year, right? There's a many different things, but uh case it asara all right todd last but not least your week nine nfl this is week nine now right yeah i got eight in the show notes yeah week nine nfl bold prediction uh bold prediction is that uh kirk cousins is going to be on the millie maker winning team boom there it is kirk cousins is going to win someone a million dollars um maybe you know, I just have to say maybe, Todd, because I can't promise that, and then somebody no. sues me. No. Right? Well, I, I'm currently showing him at zero to one percent ownership, and Seattle last week obviously showed its warts, and it looks like their all-world safety Thomas is going to miss this week. So I think if you can get Kirk Cousins for one percent, even if you play him naked, uh, I, I, I think he could win you a million bucks at five fifty-seven hundred. Well, I'll go ahead and throw him in there, and I promise you if that happens, I will be naked. And, and, and hopefully giving me a, at least a taste. Tell no, tell the no, no, no. Yeah, the no, tell the no, tell the no, no, no. Listen. Not of you naked, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of the million bucks. <laughs> That's definitely staying in the show because I literally just went, what? <laughs> oh, and that is definitely how we wrap it up on the mailbag because that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Fantasy Football Mailbag, a word of his podcast dedicated to answering all of your fantasy football questions. And if you have any questions you want answered on the RV Mailbag, you can submit a, uh, submit us those questions via email, rotofhisradio at gmail.com or on Twitter at rotofhisradio using the hashtag RV Mailbag. Todd, man, many thanks. Thanks for carving out the time coming on the show. Any last minute plugs? 
Uh, You could check me out on Twitter at Todd from PA. That's Todd with one D, and thanks for listening. Well, I mean, first you want to talk about me naked, then you want me to check you out. I don't know what's going on here, Todd, but... uh, Trust me, it's mostly in your head. Okay, that's good. Well, there's a lot of things going around my head right now, and uh, yeah, there you go. Be sure to follow him on the tweets at Todd with one D from PA. You sounded like you were going to say something there. I, I, I was going to make a joke, and then I decided against it. Something to the effect of that I'm pretty, I'm pretty comfortable with uh, who I am, and 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 definitely not interested in seeing you naked. Your loss. One would think. <laughs> Please don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes. It means a lot. I'm Jeremy Hart at Fantasy Gumshoe. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Rotoviz Mailbag, a special edition of Rotoviz Radio. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think, so follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the show by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the NFL podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Well, I'll go ahead and throw them in there, and I promise you if that happens, I will be naked. And, and, and hopefully giving me at least a taste. <laughs> All right, we're on. In fact, it started with your demonic laughter. No, just kidding. Mwah! 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 And then you can, you know, mix it up however you think best. That's perfect. Yep, that's perfect. Mix it up. That's perfect. Mix it up. That's perfect. Mix it up. Mix mix it up. Mix it up. Mix mix it up. Yep. 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 That's perfect. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.